Well, hello, everybody. Will Carlisle here, and this is obviously very unusual, but I have a quick word before today's episode. So today's passage from 1 Timothy chapter 2, uh, it contains one of the most heatedly debated, question-inducing, and, and just generally challenging passages about women's roles in the church and biblical gender roles um, out of really the entire Bible. And since Our Daily Rhythm is a short-form Bible reading and reflection podcast, it's going to leave a lot of unanswered questions and maybe even some confusion if you haven't really uh, thought through these things deeply. But we do not want to leave you hanging. If this is a topic that you would like to press more deeply into, we would love for you to use our text pastor line at 404 465 17 This will put you in direct contact with the pastors and elders of Christ's covenant, where you can have a real meaningful conversation about the context and text of this passage and how it applies to us today. Once again, that is 404-465-1737. We love you guys and thank you for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 1 Timothy Chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires that all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and am an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel and modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Let a woman learn then quietly with all submissiveness, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thomas. This is an easy passage. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, I don't really see any room for differences of opinion. No, two guys talking about this passage. What could go wrong? (laughs) What? What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just, you know, we have God desires all people to be saved. Um, We have women teaching and gosh, what a good time. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, this, this, this is a, um, let's just work our way through this. Uh, If you heard yesterday, we ended with the idea that Paul was telling Timothy to, to wage the good warfare Mm. But to remember from Paul's other writings that our battle's not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And then he starts off here by basically saying our battle's not against flesh and blood, that we we love all folks. Um, 
And he says, I want you to pray for everybody. Mm -hmm. And he does not give a caveat of good or bad. Yeah. He says, I want you to pray for everybody. Yeah. Especially people in high position of power and authority who who were really oppressive of the Christian church. Yeah. And he doesn't say any of that as far as like their, their moral positions. Mm -hmm. I think that's a strong indicator of the love of God. Yes. Which he leads into and says, this is good and pleasing in the sight of God, our savior who desires all people to be saved. What do you think? Man, I mean, yeah, this is such a, I mean, it's such a heavy handed affront to what we are prone, how we are prone to live, um, to pray for all people, even people who oppress us and suppress us. Um, or might make a, a mockery of Christianity who call themselves gosh, Christian yeah. and then do really unchristian things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I just, I just think like there's, there's so much just in this first, like I, it, it's almost laughable that all of this is in one episode of our daily rhythm. I guess I know, uh, you could really do like a whole sermon series on either halves of these passage. But yeah, you know, I think like ultimately the what is the the litmus test here is leading a peaceful and quiet life, mm. godly and dignified in every way. And you know, we talked about this a good bit in Proverbs, but you can have a correct biblical view about something and not be godly and and not be dignified. And that the Bible makes it very clear uh, what that looks like, ridicule, mockery, uh, sneering, uh, slander. These are all not peaceful. They're not quiet. They're not godly. They are not dignified. And, um, and so it, it really is. And, you know, just to frame this back, like, I don't want to frame this in the American framework to frame this back on Timothy. Yeah. Paul is sending him to oppose false teachers and so opposition is kind of like the name of the game for him, godly opposition. And, you know, what this is not going to look like is being quarrelsome, being, you know, really hot headed and uh, just fighting, coming in with his boxing gloves on, but it's to come in peacefully and quietly. That's right. And that seems like such a terrible strategy if you want to reverse the culture. Well, I think there's an idea there that you're saying Christianity, the the goal, and he says, pray for all those folks so that we might be able to live this peaceful and godly and quiet life, this dignified in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, the more oppression against Christianity, the harder it is to live that way. Yeah. Um, and so he's saying, pray for those folks that we might be able to, to have this lifestyle that, that God designs for us to have. And this is good. It's pleasing in the sight of God when you pray for those folks and that we can have this kind of lifestyle. But he's also simultaneously calling Timothy to be a sheepdog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's like, it's almost like, hey, I want you to be a sheepdog now. And hopefully if things go well and the Lord answers our prayers and people come back to him and start to follow him, then you can be like a house pet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah the wolves won't be there for you to chase. Yeah. And you can like hang out on the porch. Well, and it's just like a good, this first part is a good reminder. If you want to bring about change for the kingdom of God, our instincts say you need to be mean, you need to be loud, you need to get all up on, you know, 
take every resource, every Instagram story and, you know, just like spray it like a machine gun across everyone who disagrees with you. And actually, you know, the, the model of Christ is, you know, he, this gentle and lowly savior That's right. who, who rides into the town on a donkey. And, and you know, I, I just think like, it, it is a good reminder that you actually, you know, as the Proverbs, one of the Proverbs that we read on ODR, um, hatred stirs up strife. And so um, to come in with this quiet and peaceful life. So, you know, I guess m- moving forward, we are not going to exhaustively unpack this, uh, this whole passage on um, men and women's roles. Nope. No, but I think we can, I think we can touch on it real quick. Yeah, we will touch on it. Um, but all that is to say, there's certainly a ton of nuance here. Well, what you see here is a specific church with some real issues going on. Yeah. And then you've got to go from there. And we, this is the part we probably won't, won't exhaust, but, um, is it the idea that women should never lead or teach in any way in the church? Um, men, um, women shouldn't lead, but with proper education, they can teach. Um, or the Ephesian women shouldn't lead because they haven't been, uh, because they've been deceived. Those are kind of the three categories that, that people jump into. Yeah. But the, the real thing here that's going on that is easy to see is that, hey, the men and women in this church have gotten way off kilter. Amen. Yeah. There's men that are fighting with each <clears throat> other. They're quarreling. There's anger. Um, the women are treating church like, um, like Tim Mackey points out in the Bible Project, they're tweeting, t- treating church like a fashion show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're coming and saying, you know, I want you to pay more attention to what I'm wearing than who yeah. I'm worshiping. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, look, the, the women in this church need to be discipled and the men need to step up and know the Lord so that they can disciple. Mm-hmm. And these men need to get rid of their, their fights with each other and realize that they, if they've been made at peace with God through the blood of Jesus, they ought to be at peace with one another. Mm-hmm. And so this is really his one of his first assignments of straightening out this church. Yeah, absolutely. They're, it, they've devolved into chaos. And I think it is good to point out, where does Paul land the ship on this? You know, like what we do absolutely believe at Christ's covenant is that men and women have different strengths and different roles. And yeah. yet, where does Paul land the ship in verse 15? Um if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control, which really mirrors the exact same restraints and instructions that are needing to be given to the men. That's right. And and so really this is all pa- pointing back to um, what he kind of talks about in, in verse one, that the whole point of their verse five, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. That's right. And so all these civil instructions are aimed to restore order to this church that has been um, just taken away by sensuality and heresy. Yeah, I think this is such a good take home for us to remember, hey, God designed two sexes so that his character the Imago Dei, the image of God, God's image might be revealed through the role of a woman and through the role of a man. Amen. 
we have a role to play to reflect his glory. And we, as people who are coming to Christ's covenant, I think we can just take it at face value here. Men, mm. do I have any resolved issues with other men in my church? Mm-hmm. I need to get that right. Amen. I need to get that resolved. I need to be able to pray and lift my hands mm-hmm. in holiness without anger or quarreling. And ladies, are you coming to church so that people notice you? Or are you coming to church so that people notice the Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that right there, we could camp out a little bit and really do some soul searching. Yeah. And then, like you said, let's go down to how he landed the plane in this section and said, you know what? I need to continue in faith and love and holiness. Mm-hmm. All the while remembering how he starts this off. Let's pray for all the people, regardless mm-hmm. of their moral position. People in the church, people outside the church, people in political office, leaders. Let's pray for all the people so that we might be able to worship the Lord mm. in that quiet and dignified, godly life. Mm-hmm. And we do all this because there's one God, one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Yeah, amen. Well, for Will Carlisle and Thomas Nelson, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.